small sample size theater, right? Everybody's played three, four games, but you know how the internet works today, right? 24 hour news cycle, we can't help but overreact even if we don't have enough information, right? Everybody's played three or four games now and some surprise starts for teams, maybe some players, right? But I think we should start with the Lakers. Admit it, you're watching them. I'm watching them, you're watching them, we're all watching them. Can't turn away. Must see TV. You know, I don't think anybody can say they're surprised at the start of this, right? And we're all waiting on the trade. Rob Palenka is trying to exercise some sort of leverage by saying, well, you know, 20, 25 games, we got to see what we have. Nah, bro, we know what you have. You know what you have, you know, and it's just getting uglier and uglier by the game to the point where uh, they're going to have to pull the trigger soon, right? They're going to have to pull the trigger soon. You've heard the much rumored Indiana deal. Utah still in the mix. They have a very deep team of interesting players that could help them, right? But you want to know the truth of the matter. The reality is you look at AD and his, where he's at right now as a player at 29 years old. LeBron, you already see the commercials versus father time, right? They should really be looking to tear it down. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen, right? But, you know, like, it, what are they going to bring in to become good enough? Or maybe just being, you know, uh, playing, being a playoff team is good enough right now. It's just, it's just a strange situation. But I'll tell you, if I'm, if I'm the Lakers, I call Cleveland and I say, hey, Donovan Mitchell and some picks will send you Braun. Now, I know Braun, does he, he doesn't have a no trade clause, but, you know, you, you send him home. I, I, I just, I'd, I'd make a phone call. If you're clear, I, you know, I don't know. What about, if, what about AD? Call Chicago. Hey, we want Pat Williams and give us Caruso and Lonzo back. Hell, Lonzo might not even play. It's a, anyway, I, I'm just saying they may want to go the other way and, and tear it down. And again, it's a sticky situation with Clutch, LeBron, and all that. But I just don't know what move puts them where they need to be. But hey, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, right? It's tough. I actually feel bad for Russ, though. It's, it's become too much. Like, I don't feel bad for his on-court play, but it's... <laughs> I mean, he, he's going to have to leave home. You know what I mean? Like, can he? it's tough. It's tough, right? And so, Lakers, first team here, 0-3. I don't think anybody's surprised. On the other end of that spectrum, a team that just beat them, the Portland Trailblazers are 4-0. I think they're the only 4-0 team in the league right now, right? And a lot of people uh, had written them off. I'm not going to act like I thought they was going to be better or good, right? I, I'm con- I was concerned with Dame's, that abdominal surgery and, you know, what he was going to look like. But a lot of people thought they were kind of floundering in mediocrity with the moves they made and they, they needed to pick a direction. They jump out to a hot start. Now, I don't want to rain on their parade because there are some things to be excited about if you're a Blazers fan. But you also got to keep it a buck. They could very well be one and three right now. You know, there was some some hot shooting variants and some late game heroics that enabled them to get off to this 4-0 start. But the reality is they're 4-0. They're going to come back down to earth. And it's, it's not typical. Usually Portland gets off to a slow start, right? So to, for them to get off to a hot start. But the positives are Dame looks like Dame, right? Anthony Simons looks like he's ready to replace CJ McCollum, if not be better. You wish he'd be a better defender, right? You, it, how many times 
can we say about a player? Well, he's got the tools to defend, right? He's long, he's bouncy, he's young, he doesn't defend. But he can put the ball in the bucket as you saw last night, right? He got hot. Jeremy Grant is obviously as advertised. They knew that, you know, so they've got to remain healthy. It's not like they have a ton of depth, but have you seen Shaden Sharp talking about surprises? The unknown man from this draft, it looks like Mike Schmitz has got him one. He looks like the steal of the draft, right? Um, never played at Kentucky, the seventh pick. What's so impressive about him is you see the length and the bounce, right? Pull up, jump shooter, smooth, but it's his efficiency. He's doing it with not a lot of opportunity, but super efficient. He just, he just looks like a ball player. So I think that's probably the most exciting thing if you're a Blazers fan. You have to be cautiously optimistic and acknowledge this record. They're not going to sit atop the West for long, right? But they, it, it doesn't hurt to get off to a good start. And if Dame's going to be, you know, have a I'm, I'm not done yet campaign here, then, yeah, they're, they're going to be definitely contending for a playoff spot. But, uh, yeah, that's a surprise. How about the Utah Jazz, though? That's the team that I wanted to talk about. And I think the most shocking team in this young season, right? So Danny Ainge ships out Donovan, Rudy, obviously. And everybody's on the table, right? They shipped out Bogdanovich as well. You hear the Lakers probably going to take some of these players right now. But as of right now, it's like, well, what's going on? What's going on? I think one thing is a team like that has a, a, an advantage built in the first couple of weeks of the season because no one takes them serious, right? They, they have the, the advantage of, uh, of surprise, the element of surprise. So there's that little bit of element, but I don't want to take credit away from what they're doing. They bring in Will Hardy, Celtics assistant coach. And if you listen to people about Will Hardy, he was really the brains of the operation under Udo as far as like X's and O's, and they relied a lot on him schematically. He's a coachy coach, young guy, came up from the grassroots, like worked all his way, his, his way all the way up. You know, there's a difference. We, a player's coach, a former player, right? These guys are kind of learning on the fly. You think Steve Nash, right? He just gets the position. This guy's had to work every step of the way. So he knows all the ins and outs of coaching. And so his strength is going to be his scheme, his ability to coach X's and O's and, and teach execution. What do you need for a young coach for that to, to work, to excel. You need a bunch of role players, right? You need guys without egos. And you look at this Utah roster and they're kind of rejects. And I don't mean that like, I mean, I, I, there's no way to not mean that like slander, right? But you, players that teams have given up on. There's a lot of guys in Utah like that. So they've already got that burden, but none of them are stars. None of them have like an ego, get out of my way type of thing. So he's going to get buy-in. And therefore, it's going to accentuate his skill set as a coach. They're all ball movers. They're 10 deep. It's the perfect, it's like coaching a, a high school team. And I think that that, again, will shine a strength to what he can bring to the table right now as a young coach. All ball movers. I know you say, well, what about Jordan Clarkson? But have you watched Clarkson these first couple games here? I think, I think Clarkson sat behind Donovan Mitchell for a couple years and was just like... I can do that. Like an inefficient scorer who doesn't defend? That's me. <laughs> no. But, you know, I think that he's at a point in his career where maybe he, the scoring doesn't infatuate him as much, and he's probably out to prove that, uh, that he can do more than that and probably uh, advertising himself to get up out of there. Let's keep it real, right? But Laurie Markkinen, he's been waiting all his life to show he's a top dog. Nah, man, he's going he's gonna to be a fun story. Look, someone's going to score 20 a game for him, 
And so why not him? They, they spread the floor. They all have shooting. And so, yeah, I think this is very real for Utah in the sense of they're not going to be someone you can roll over. You know Utah already has a, a built-in home, ad, home court advantage with the altitude and just a, a ruckus fa- fan base, right? But now you've got a 10-deep roster that's going to play hard with the chip on her shoulder and a really good coach that knows how to get the best out of them. They're, they're going to steal wins all year. I'm not saying they're going to you know make, make the playoffs or even the play-in. They're going to steal wins all year. Unless, however, Danny Ainge blows it up even more. Like what <laughs> – Who can he bring in to be the tank commander for Utah, right? You already saw the best tweet I saw was Will Hardy's on the hot seat, right? What is he doing messing around winning three in a row? They lost last night to Houston, scheduled loss kind of after a back-to-back overtime game, and they still competed till the last second. So Utah, man, I think that's impressive. Um, Let's move over to the East. The Orlando Magic, have you been watching them? Paolo Bancaro. Look, they're 0-4, but it's kind of like the opposite of uh, Portland here. If you've watched their games, they've been pretty competitive. New York got them pretty good the other night, but they, they hung in with Boston. They've hung in with everybody. They don't have the guards. The, the, you got Franz Wagner playing point, point forward for them right now because Fultz is hurt. I told you Suggs hurt already, right? But, you know, I'm just – I'm tuning in for these young guys – uh, I think that they're better than what that record shows. I think that it's if they hey, look, if they're not going to be healthy, Isaac's still not playing. You know what I'm saying? But if they can get these guys back in time, I think that they have the potential to climb into the plane. They have that much talent. I like the fit and all that. You see Bol Bol out there? You see Bol I love seeing Bol Bol get it. I think what happened with Bol Bol was it took for him to almost be out of the league to realize, like, hey. I got to play hard. I don't think Bol Bol knew what playing hard meant when you watched him in Denver and in the G League. He just coasted. He cruised. You know what I'm saying? And now you watch him out there, and he's actually given an effort. He's playing hard in his minutes on the floor. And you can see now, I mean, he's – look, if he can stay healthy, he's a contributing, interesting, intriguing player. Contest shots is a rim protector, and you already knew he could get buckets. Again, it was the effort level, I think, that was a problem with him early in his career. And if they're going to get that out of him, there's just so many, so many young pieces in Orlando. I think the question is, how long does it take for Bancaro for it to be his team, right? Because Franz Wagner coming off the, the Euro basket is very confident, point forward. He's, he's, he's shooting too much, right? He definitely has that hard jump stop down where he hard jump stops and then fades back. Um, not sure how efficient that, how many times do you want him to take that a game? But again, they're missing their guards. Wendell Carter, you know, hasn't seen a shot he doesn't like, so... And you got Terrence Ross out there. He's the vet. So again, I think early, at least in the season, you're going to see these late game scenarios where you're like, why isn't the ball in Ben Carroll's hands? They don't really have a pecking order yet. So I'm looking for them to establish that. Hopefully first 20, uh, they can, they can figure it out that this needs to be Ben Carroll's team, right? The other team in the East, look, Philly out of shape, a lot of new pieces. Uh, They are where they are right now, right? Again, but the heat, the Heat are one and three, and you could simply point to the schedule and say, well, you know, uh, they played Toronto twice, uh, Boston, Chicago. Chicago's looking better than expected, right? And you say, well, you know, Miami typically is a slow starting team, right? It, they usually, it usually takes them 20 games to get going. And so you could simply say that, and, you know, I'll buy it too. I, I, I would point out Kyle Lowry 
is shooting 28% from three-point range, 28% from the field. He's looking, you know, at some point here, and, and I think that's the problem with Miami is you say, hey, well, I guess if we were healthy last year, we would have beat Boston. Okay, maybe, maybe, but you, how are they better this year? I'm not buying the, the development of Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. They are what they are. They're solid role players, right? Jimmy, one, one year older. Kyle, one year older. You know, Hero, oh, is he, is he going to take another step? I don't know. I think you have to point the finger at Bam Adebayo. Disappointing year last year. Vucevic ate his, ate his groceries on opening night. Like, he's the, that's the path for them to become what they want to be, and I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if he's hit a ceiling uh, offensively, you know, or within this system. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it as far as a couple of these surprises. Leave down in the comments if you have some some surprise players or, or a team that I, that you want me to cover as far as these. It's we need at least twenty games, right? But hey, we we also got I got to make videos. I got to talk about stuff, right? So those are my thoughts on on a couple of the surprising early starts. Is there any players that look crazy? De'Aaron Fox. Let me shout out De'Aaron Fox. I saw someone said talk about the Kings and uh, Warriors played them the other night, and I'll cop a plea here. I'm not a De'Aaron Fox believer. I know I, you know, people. I know people have kept their stock in Fox, but uh, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I didn't. I, I, we've seen that story so many times. The athletic guard that just doesn't learn pace or has a jump shot, right? And you watch at this. What is he? 24, 25 now. You can see he's he's strong enough now. He's not a power guard, but he's strong enough. And what you're seeing now is he's just playing with much better pace comes down the court, is able to change gears. And then instead, he used to come 100 miles per hour into the paint, right? And if he couldn't get something off, like right away, it would basically be a bad shot. And now what you're seeing him do is come down, slow down, turn his back to the basket, and he's got a little fadeaway kind of guard post-up game. And I think that that's going to make him a lot more efficient. And then he's taking the Ja Morant route from three-point range. Again, this is early. Hopefully, this, this is sustainable if you're a Kings fan, right? But he seems to be only taking the, the feet set open threes. He's not coming down off the bounce, and that's where he's going to get really inefficient. And so it looks like he's figuring things out as, as he's learning to play with pace, and his, he's, he's got his, his man body, if you will, pause. But, uh, yeah, so I'll shout out De'Aaron Fox, and I think the Kings, they've had some tough losses, but all in all, contextually, um, well, I won't say that, man. I got to tell you that 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 Kevin Herter deal, that Kevin Herter deal. Kings fans, Kevin, can you have Herter and Sabonis on the floor at the same time? Y'all gonna have to score a buck forty every night. So I don't that that's the move, the the Herter move, the red velvet. I don't know. They got bamboozled. Atlanta was just trying to dump salary, and they got a first round pick. I don't like that fit with them. I don't think you could start. They'd have been better off with a Fox Divincenzo backcourt than Herter. If they, if they were going to do that. So I don't know. I don't know. Keegan Murray looks really good. Hey, and if Fox is going to take that step into superstardom, then they'll be all right. Hit that like, share, and subscribe. I'm out, y'all. Bonus coverage, man. I'm I'm exhausted right now, man. Uh, we got this kitten. I don't think I, I, don't think I, I said this to y'all on, uh, on the Patreon in the last couple. In the summertime, remember my cat, Steph Purry, he passed away. And it was, uh, it was pretty dramatic for the family because it was their first cat. And uh, yeah, so that was sad time. So after they mourned for a month or two, 
we've got a kitten. My daughter, and so early September for her birthday, she got a kitten. Let me tell you, this dude, Milo is what they call him. I call him Milo the Menace. I never seen a cat like this, bro. This guy likes water. I've never seen a cat want this much attention. He wants like, he. it's wild, but the long story short, he's, he's waking me up at like five in the morning. If you notice some of my videos, I mean, you're like, dang, Alex getting to it early. Yeah, because this fucking cat, bro. But uh, so hopefully he calms down as he ages. So I'm just, I'm exhausted here. But um, I got a couple bonus thoughts here for y'all. Um, Nets, Grizz, crazy game last night. And uh, listen, if you get up and down with the Nets, I think they they look as good as any team in the league right? Because it also kind of masks their size and rebounding deficiency defensively. If you make it a track meet, they share the ball. Joe Harris was back. Um, Nick Claxton looks like he's improved a bit. KD is KD. And Kyrie, Kyrie the, the degree of difficulty of shot, you know how like with, with, with the star players, star scores, usually when they take a shot, you kind of like, oh, it's probably going in. They're a star, right? Kyrie's level of difficulty is so high you're like, hey, he's not making that. And you're like, yeah, he made it. He's not making it, but he made it, right? It's like unbelievable shot making. Um, so I thought Memphis last night kind of played into their hands by making it a track meet, and they still won. Desmond Bain, 38 points. Motherfucker was doing skull crushers at halftime, right? Just making sure the blood was flowing. But uh, all this without Jaron Jackson Jr. And then I was talking shit, I ain't gonna lie. Who, some of those dudes on Memphis, and you're like, who the fuck is that guy? Right, but they do. They they have as good of, if not the best, developmental and draft program going right now, with these diamonds in the rough they find, and so they've got more shooting. Looks like more size, and they are back to challenge us this year. Right, as far as Brooklyn goes, again though, like I think when here's the problem, like they're gonna have a lot of these in the regular season. No one's playing defense right now, right? But we know the playoffs, especially in the East, they're gonna slow it down on them. So. You know, I just uh, I think that Brooklyn, as long as they stay healthy, will will be fine. They'll probably finish in the top four or five in the East. But come playoff time, I wouldn't be surprised if this is their roster. If they have another first round exit because once it slows down, it really exposes them. Um, did you see there was a little spat on uh, the Houston Rocket bench, Jabari Smith and Jalen Green, and there was footage of them yelling at each other and having to be separated as they got their first win against Utah last night. Barely, barely. I like Jabari Smith. They were playing him at the center position. He looks big enough to do so. He's physical. He looks all of like 6'11". Got to get a little stronger. What is he, 20 years old? But um, he could potentially be a five at some point here soon. Um, look, this Houston team, a lot of talent, a lot of excitement. They kind of remind me of like the 2012 Sacramento Kings. Like it's, it, it, let me, let me, you know who was on that? So you had Tyreek Evans, Boogie Cousins, young Isaiah Thomas, Terrence Williams. You remember that dude from, from, uh, from Louisville that everybody thought was going to be super nice. Um, Jason Thompson, young Hassan Whiteside. I mean, they had like seven young dudes that all look like, potential potentially we're going to be stars but the chemistry and the, and, and the organization they had Jimmer for debt they had just drafted it was like here come the kings man and the, 
the shit never came to fruition, needless to say. It never even looked like it would eventually. But the point is, Houston, it gives me those vibes. It feels like there's just too many Chiefs and not enough Indians, and you, you're just already seeing it on the bench. Um, I don't like the Kevin Porter Jr. Jalen Green backcourt. Talented as fuck. Again, like one of them Kings teams. Talented as fuck. But I don't, like... I don't know, man. I don't know. Personality-wise, and, and like they, they all think they're the guy. And so uh, my eyes on Houston and their chemistry, as talented as they are, it feels like, hey, I'm not saying that a bunch of these guys don't go on to be really good players. It feels like it probably won't happen in Houston. That's the problem if you're a Rockets fan. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. What else? I wonder at Niners. Niners. Are y'all starting to see what I'm saying about Kyle Shanahan? Are y'all starting to see what I'm saying about Kyle Shanahan. Please stop defending the dude. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And the, the CMC move, the Christian McCaffrey trade, was it reeked of desperateness. It, it's, it's a desperate move by those two in the front office, Kyle and, and, and Lynch. It, it makes no sense to spend that type of capital on another running back. And hey, CMC is amazing. I'm, I, the, the only reason I was happy about the trade, you want to be honest? Madden. Fun as hell to use him in Madden right? But as far as team construction of value standpoint, I mean, it's nuts. It's nuts, man. And so it's got to get worse before it gets better with the Niners. I've been saying it for a while, and uh, I think we're seeing that play out. Anyway, uh, Suns, Warriors tonight, looking forward to this one. Uh, Warriors are, are actually underdogs. I mean, they are on the road, and I think Vegas is taking into account the minute caps of our vet Vets. I, I think I said it at the end of uh, the last breakdown. I want to see some Aiton Wiseman stuff. I'll tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go crazy if Wiseman puts Aiton in the basket. That's what I want to see because, look, they're, they're going to be, they're, they're similar archetype players, young centers, talented top picks, right? And uh, I just want to see physically how Wiseman matches up to him. The one thing that I'll say is Aiton is a lot quicker off the ground. So it, Wiseman has to use his physicality and strength because I think he's a more aggressive and uh, I, I, I don't know if I could call him stronger now. He plays stronger already than Aiton. So that's going to be his advantage as opposed to Aiton quickness off the ground. But hopefully we get some of those minutes and hopefully we get a win. All right, I'm out, y'all.